He is the head coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. His team is headed back to the Grey Cup for a third straight season. Mike, thanks for your time and congratulations on the win yesterday. Appreciate it, Derek. Thank you. How do you feel about going to a third straight Grey Cup? I feel great about going to a Grey Cup. <laughs> I noticed we we termed it differently there. You really, you guys, you and honestly, it's all your players Every week, it's just one game. It's not three Grey Cups. It's one Grey Cup, and it'll be just one game by the time we see you on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It, it already is. Yeah. We've got a lot of players who, who haven't played in one, so um, this is all new to them, and once again, it's a new experience for our vets with them, with the guys that haven't played, right? So it's, um, I think it's important that we see it that way. Yeah. Before we get to some calls and some calls and texts are, are piling up for us, 24 hours later, what's your impression of, of yesterday's win? Same. Um, you know, watching it a little more intently, it's still odd. There's still a lot of plays that are just, uh, you know, not not as pleasing as you'd like. And then there's parts of the game where, like, yeah, I'll give you an example. The, uh, right before the half, you know, the way we drove down and got that field goal, um, you know, they the offense executed it perfectly, mm. um, just the way you'd want it to be done, right? So, um, and then there's other times where uh, I wonder, you know, if, if I've ever even talked to them about football. <laughs> <laughs> there were those moments. I mean, it's been, what, uh, 18 games plus the playoff plus two preseason games. A lot of exciting football uh, along the way. It's, it's by no means been a two-lane comfort cruise back to the Grey Cup. And as a, as a, as a watcher, uh, I've enjoyed uh, just about every single one of these games. All right, let's get to the phone lines. Uh, let's start off on line number two. Kate is with us. Kate, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Well, I've got two comments, one for each of you, and a question for the coach. Uh, first of all, Derek, congratulations on completing a, a season with the Bombers. You had some big shoes to fill, but you've done an admirable job. I've enjoyed listening to you and Doug. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Doug is Doug is a wonder. He's been amazing for me. Hey, you betcha. And Coach O'Shea, I know you've got wonderful players, but take a bow. You're one of the main reasons we've had the success we've had in the last several years. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that has those sentiments. Just you just continue to amaze me the culture that you uh that you foster with, with the team. Um, and the question I have for you, and I know you don't like questions really, but <laughs> this, is, this is your third time uh, going into that room before the game. Uh, is your motivational speech, I'm assuming you do one, you've got some new players, you've just mentioned that there's some, you know, they're going to be approaching it a little differently. You've got some vets in there, but what is your message going to be? Is it, you know, is it going to change it up? Do you think about it before you say it or just whatever hits you at the moment? I'll hang up and listen and God, best of luck on Thursday night at the award ceremony. You deserve coach of the year for sure. And what can I say? Bring home another cup for us. Good luck. Very, very kind words, Kate. I do appreciate it. Uh, Pre-game speeches. That's not really my style, motivation, once again, the players, these are pros, um, you know, they're, they're pretty self-motivated. And then once again, they got great teammates, which provide a lot of inspiration for them. 
Um, I don't say much, and I generally say the same thing every game. You know, give them the the reasons why we play and how we have to play the game, and it's very short. So <laughs> they don't they don't get a lot of new uh, new material, you know. But I do think about it um, long and hard usually, and I usually land on the same spot. Yeah, Co- Coach, are you, are you familiar with the movie Hoosiers at all? I, I am. Yeah, the I the Norman Dale speech. Era, I would have watched Hoosiers. Yeah, the Norman Dale speech when Tiny Milan High goes and plays in this giant stadium. Uh, he gets the tape measure out and goes, the rim is 10 feet just like it is at home, and it's 15 feet to the free throw line just at home. Uh, it, the Grey Cup is 60 minutes of football. Let's go win a football game. Is, 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 that, is that message directly conveyed, indirectly conveyed? Is it player to player? Like uh, this is another I, I game. I just, Derek, I just found my new message. There you go. I am going to say the rim is 10 feet. Oh no, not that one. Not Gene, that one. Gene Hackman's that. finest work was Hoosiers back in 1980, whatever that was. It was, uh, it was tremendous. All right. Uh, let's welcome in. Uh, oh, I believe I blew it. There we go. Harry is with us on the line. Harry, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Yeah. I just want to uh, echo the first caller and, uh, uh, give uh, Coach O'Shea his accolades. Uh, what you've been doing uh, here for the last uh, three years of getting us to the Cup, Coach, is truly uh, awesome. So what a great job you've done, and I hope it, it continues for you on Sunday. But my question for you is, or my concern is, I've watched these Argos this past year, and they started off as a pretty undisciplined group, but watching them through the season, they've pretty well melded together here, and they're a pretty good team. And also they bring a real physicality to their game. I'm just, and this is not a slight on the Bombers. How do you feel about that? Can your team hold up to the physicality that the Argos will bring on Sunday? And I'm just thinking too with Calaris, hopefully that he's, he's not inhibited by his ankle or anything, that they're, gonna, they're gonna, going to be uh, uh, looking at Calaris, I'm sure. Yeah. On your thoughts, sir. Yeah, I'm sure everybody has to have a plan for Zach. He's the best quarterback in the league. Um, with regards to physicality, uh, our group, you know, prides itself on their physicality. So it will be a tough match, and it should be. By the time you get to this last game, the team should be fairly well matched in a lot of areas, and physicality would be one of them because it's a tough sport played by tough people. So it, it should be a physical game. It would be, I think, disappointing for fans if it wasn't a physical game. Uh, I do, you know, watching the, the Argos over the course of the season, I do think that they have come together more as a team, and I do think that they've figured out, um, you know, a little bit more of that composure that maybe may have eluded them last season and, and, you know, maybe early on this season. But they seem like a disciplined football team uh, now. So um, what, you know, what you want is to be playing your best football, your best brand of football come this time of year. So uh, we, would, we would never expect anything less but an opponent's best. And, and this, nothing's going to change for this game either. We're going to expect, expect the Argos' best. 
one matchup this season between the Bombers and Argos. Folks, you may remember from listening, uh, a missed convert with time dwindling down gave the Bombers a 23-22 win. So uh, unbeaten against the Argos this season. We'll see if that continues on Sunday. One more before we hit the break. The uh, Kubi kid is on line number one. Thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach. Kubi kid, are you with us on line one? All right, let's uh, let's skip down then, and we'll take in Gail on line number four. Gail, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Okay, I have a comment, a question, and two hopes. All right. Comment. Absolutely wonderful season this year. I enjoyed it so, so much. Even the losses, I enjoyed it. The question, um, are any of the injured players that weren't back yet coming for the Grey Cup. And my hopes are, I hope you do well at the awards, and I hope you just sock it to the Argos. <laughs> and I'll take the answers off air. Love it. Gail, thank you for your call. Uh, Coach, uh, any injured players coming back into the lineup for the Grey Cup, Gail Wonders? Um, not right now, I don't think. I really haven't spent much time on the roster just yet. But it's coming. We've, we're everybody travels with us, right? So we're bringing everybody. We'll we'll you know work our way down the roster and see how everybody is and what makes the best sense for this game. A, a texter asked the question: Would it be hard to make lineup changes between the West Final and the Grey Cup? So I'll pose that to you. Uh, yes, difficult. Um, if necessary, you absolutely do it, right? So. Each opponent may pose some different challenges, and you have to react accordingly with your roster. 204-780-6868, your chance to ask the head coach, Mike O'Shea, a question like this one. Uh, coach, how is Zach Kalaros is the question the entire CFL wants to know the answer to. Well, he was smiling today, so I imagine he's doing well. All right, I like it. And, um... How is Malik Clements, and and maybe maybe more uh, maybe a better question is the final play of the game. Uh, BC's trying the hook and ladder, and Clements just gets an illegal shot from Sook Chung. He got penalized for. Um, what did you make of that play? Well, I don't like it. You know, um, we had Sook here. He's he's a tough, hard nosed player and crosses the line sometimes, as as a lot of players do, but. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Malik's fine. Yeah, certainly hope to see uh, Malik back in the lineup on Sunday, six days away from the Grey Cup, the Bombers, and the Argos. Calvin is with us on Live 5. Calvin, thank you for your patience. Uh, your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Uh, two things there. Congratulations, coach and the team. Uh, they played a hell of a game. And number two, the question is, uh, on that uh, block kick, when the two players came in there and blocked the kick, uh, uh, we recovered it. How does a player launch himself to block a kick and then gets penalized for hitting the planted foot of the punter? You can't just stop midair. Yeah, so, I mean, that was a rule change a couple of years ago. We know it. We have blocked punts since that rule's been in effect and not had, a, had an issue. I think, you know, 
what you said in your question is the answer. Don't leave your feet, right? As soon as you leave your feet in football, in a lot of sports, in anything really, you have no more control really in terms of changing direction. So, so that'd be accidental contact, wouldn't it? No, it's it has it only has to do with the plant leg versus the kick leg, right? So the plant leg is the one they're protecting because that's the one that can be damaged, you know, because it's stuck in the turf. So like quarterbacks, the kickers are um, provided, uh, you know, more protection because they're in more vulnerable positions, right? And once again, if you the quality of the game goes down if you lose quarterbacks and you lose kickers, right? So that I understand, can yes. Kick, right? So if, and, you know, unfortunately we did block the punt, but we also hit him in the plant leg, um, you know, and that's unfortunately for us in this particular case is the rule, right? Mm-hmm. But if it was, you know, if it was Mark Leggio that got hit like that, then I'd be happy that they got a penalty. So it's unfortunate. We got to do a better job of making sure the guys, for one, don't leave their feet, and two, take a different angle. Calvin, do you feel like there should be a difference if it's accidental or reckless slash intentional? Yeah, I do, because it, it seems like one part of the rule cancels out the other part of the rule, and the guys are out there playing their best. They're out there to to block something. Mm-hmm. And then, like they, they're doing everything in their power to block, without the intention to uh, to injure. And then they just seem to, I don't know, uh, accidentally do something. It shouldn't be a 15-yard penalty. It should be maybe five yards. Yeah. To to your point, Calvin, uh, contacting the kicker is, according to the rules, wiped away if you do touch the ball. But roughing the kicker, as we saw in this one, and as 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 I learned live on the air, roughing the kicker survives even uh, getting the football. Calvin, thank you for your call. I very much appreciate you. Okay. Thank you, Calvin. Nice enough to be with us on line number five. Uh, line number one is this is this Lloyd or is this uh, Il- I have Iliad on my phone, but it might be Lloyd. Uh, this is Lloyd. Lloyd, thank you for your call, sir. Uh, your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Yes. Uh, I was at the game uh, on uh, on uh, Sunday. It was a great game, and congratulations to the Bombers for winning. Um, but I have a question. After our opening drive, we seemed unable to push the ball downfield uh, with, with the pass. That is, we tried very few, if any, long passes, was it because the, our receivers weren't open, or was it because of the pass rush, or was it part of the plan not to uh, throw the ball deep downfield? Um, it was probably because our running game was chewing up the field. Yeah, that, I know, of course, of course, and that was, that was very good. But uh, it seemed as though we, uh, especially in the last half, uh, Claris was really getting rushed, and I wondered if that was the reason, too. Well, I wouldn't say <laughs> I'd say this that if if your if your quarterback any quarterback is under pressure, it's probably hard to throw downfield. But that's not I don't think that's um, has everything to do with it. You I know, think we'll have to have a better part of our plan. Part of our plan is to 
Um, control the ball, control the clock, control the game. You've got to lead. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, our defense is pretty well stifling their attack. Why, why are we going to change that? You know, why are we going to deviate from that? Right. Yeah, I get the if point, they, and that makes if sense. The shot, if, you know, if the shot is there, you take your shot. But for the most part, a lot of teams, because we completed the most uh, or have the – Derek, help me out. What do we got, the largest uh, or the highest downfield yardage throws in the league? Yeah, Zach was the a deepest targeting teams. passer in the CFL this season. His average pass was 12 right. and a half yards downfield, deepest yeah. in the league. My only comment would be that in the next game, the Grey Cup, I think our deep passing game is going to have to be better because because, uh, the Yargos have a very good passing attack, and it's going to be, I think, a high-scoring game. That's just my comment. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that, Lloyd. Thank you for your call. It's uh, coach. It's it struck me watching that game yesterday that that uh, you tell us all the time. I mean, the offense is going to take what's there, and players say. Zach says oh, we're going to take what's there. I left that game feeling like the Bombers took what they found was there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 keep telling us the truth, and we keep we keep getting the lessons it's a little been later going on. on for a long time. I don't know. Coaches tell the truth, and people don't want to listen, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was impressive. It, it was just, yeah, to, to Lloyd's point, the opening shot to Dembski was super exciting. And then, uh, I mean, both passing offenses didn't, I think, well, the Bombers, at least yardage-wise, didn't produce the way they normally did. But then uh, Brady had 167 yards combined, and you were running it down their throats, and, and victory accomplished in a, in a little bit of a different fashion, which, uh, for me as a Bomber fan, gives me a lot of confidence heading into a great cup. The calls are lined up. If you're there, we're going to get to you before the end of the show. Uh, Coach, a couple of quick ones for you before we return to uh, the phone lines. Chris is on Twitter. He wants to know, with two minutes to go from BC's 44 up eight points, uh, did you consider punting for the single point to make it a nine-point game? Um, we did punt. But did you, were you intending to go for the single in that, in that scenario? Or were you, were you uh, intending to pin well, them? Well, if we if we'd gotten it, but they put two returners in, you know, right on their goal line, and it's that's pretty far out too. I mean, yeah, if you get it, that's great. But either way, you're pinning them, right? Because they're going to run it out. They're not going to give you the single. So you put it right on the doorstep, or you know, you kick it as far as you can. You put it on the doorstep, and two good things happen. They either take a knee and give you the single, which they're not going to do. And they put two returners back. So they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they, you know, run it from deep and you pin them, which we did. So, um, and then we end up with a sack on first down and they end up running out of time. Right. So, um, yeah, it worked out. Not really. A, there's, it seemed like a no lose scenario in that one. And ultimately, the Bombers take the win. Ian is with us on the text line. He says, uh, one question. I thought a time count violation inside three minutes of a half was a loss of down. Am I mistaken? It was at the end of the first half that BC took a time count on second and two. Choice. Loss of down or 10-yard penalty. So where they were on the field, I'd have to recall. The 42, it says here on the on the official play-by-play. Yeah, so they're in field goal uh and it was no sorry it wasn't the field goal range it was going to be third and two 
Yeah. So you can make them lose a down, and they go to third and two, and at that point they might go. They probably go for it where they're at. So I pushed them back. Make it second and twelve from your fifty-two in that in that scenario Correct. instead of third now and they're two. Out of field, they're out of field goal range, and they're not going to get. Well, they're they're not going to have the easier first down, right? So if you stop them there, and I can't recall what happened after, but if you stop them there, they they can't they shouldn't be able to kick the field goal. And nor would they probably go for it on third down. Yeah, it was uh, Alden Darby knocked down a pass and then Flintoff punted. That was conceded for a single, made it sixteen to eight, and then you guys took the ball back from the forty. And they Af- netted twelve yards. Yeah, exactly. The so the punt. It, it 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 worked out. And, yeah. and I won't always make that decision. It's those ones are the tough one because they're right around the kick zone, and you know, two yards at that point of the game. If we're trailing, we're probably going for it and probably getting it, mm. right? So um, nothing against our defense. I just, why put them in that tough spot? Put them in an easier position. Yeah, and even if not, Sean White's a hell of a kicker and has been for a long time in the CFL. So, yeah, I I, I appreciated the call at the at the time. Let's go back to the phone lines and welcome in. Keith is with us on the phone line. Keith, thanks for your call and your patience. Your question for the head coach. Yeah, uh, first of all, uh, Coach uh, O'Shea, I got to apologize and swallow my pride because the first year you were here, I was questioning all your calls. I thought you should have been fired, but uh, now I swallow my pride and I say the last two years, what you've done with this team is amazing and you should get coach of the year this year. Uh, my, my other question is, is uh, when it comes to uh, like the great cup on uh, Sunday, do you think, I know our defense is, like, really good. They've always been solid for us this year, like, even if the offense isn't going. Do you think it may or may not come down to a running game? Who can run the game, uh, run the ball better, Oliviera uh, or Harris? Well, I think the run game for, for both teams will be very important. Um do I think it's going to come down to who can run the ball better? No, I don't. I think both teams are at this point, this matchup's pretty good and, and both teams can throw the ball well also. Right. So, um, but having the ability to run the ball will be certainly important to both teams. I don't think it's going to, it won't, you know, it's not the be all and end all, you know, I don't think either team, if, if if one team shuts the other team's run game down, I don't think that means they're completely out of it. Okay. The quarterbacks are good. They can throw the ball. The receiving cores are good. They can score points in different ways. Um, and, and Good match. And how, do you, how do you feel, uh, like, if Zach can't go, how do you feel about our backup quarterbacks? Like, I know yeah. our third string is, like, really good. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're good. We, we love our depth, you know, absolutely. Okay. All right, go. Hey, I'm sorry you had to uh, yeah swallow your words there. <laughs> it's okay. It's but okay. It brings me some joy. It brings me some joy. Hey, you know what? <laughs> when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll admit it. And I just <laughs> hey, want to thank I'm you wrong. so much for being the coach you are. Yeah. And uh, go Big Blue, and uh, let's get uh, three in a row. Thank you. Keith, thanks for your call. An underappreciated trait, the ability to come live on the radio and say I was wrong. All right, let's uh, let's get one more. Uh, we had him earlier on. The Kubi Kid is with us on line number four. Kubi Kid, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach. 
I just want to say thank you, Derek, and the entire Superstation DJOB68 for taking my second crowd call. As for Coach O'Shea, 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 not so okay with those zebras making some very questionable intervention calls. But, Coach, the only team that can defeat our big blue is ourselves. And we are far better than that. And I just want to wish the best of luck. I wish I was attending my 37th Great Cup game, but I had the pleasure of being there yesterday, and I absolutely loved it. It was outstanding. But I'm back on the DL, and I'll be there in spirit in Regina. Good luck. There you go. Hey, just be yelling at the radio. That's all we ask. Just be yelling at the radio as the game's going on. On uh, We appreciate you being with us. All right. Uh, let's go to line number three. Donald is with us. Donald, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach. Hi, Coach O'Shea. How, how's everything? You've done an outstanding job all year. I'm going to ask you a simple question. Who's your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a great question. I, I I've got a lot well, of good friends. Can can I help you out a little bit? Sure. When you Who woke up this morning and you were brushing your teeth, you looked in the mirror. Who's your best friend? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is this I, a riddle? Yourself? No, 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 no. He's, I I am very serious. It's yourself because you treat everybody the same way every day well i i i think my family might disagree (laughs) (laughs) no 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 stories for the off season that we will get into donald appreciate you being with us thanks for your call uh into the coaches show and the head coach mike o'shea 204 780-6868. Uh, Ryan is with us on the text line. Uh, he says, I don't have a question. Just let Coach O'Shea know that Big Turk is the best chocolate bar ever. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what that means, you Coach. Were, you were sick. You were not available when uh, we had this Big Turk conversation. Are, are you pro or anti Big Turk? Anti. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. No, that is not a Ryan. I don't, Ryan, I, I appreciate you texting us. That's an awful cho- chocolate bar. Come on. It's not even a chocolate bar. I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, it's some sort of candy bar. No, no chance on that one. Package nastiness. <laughs> Package nastiness. I feel like that's how how I could do. I do a scouting report for the twenty three combine on the on a guy. I call him Package nastiness. Let's get Donald in before we hit the uh, the break at the quarter hour. Donald, uh, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Well, am I still there? Oh, okay. Uh, the question I wanted to ask him is. I got. I I think Coach O'Shea has something a surprise for us. Now I'm just taking oh a wild guess. We have don't a, guess Big injured, Turk. No, no, no. I okay. love Turks. I do believe it, but that's how far back I go. But I believe he's got a surprise for us because Calaris could be good, average. We don't know. He's not telling us. Secondly, we have a good backup. But I think there's a surprise in that area coming up. Oh, maybe uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb, Coach, and say, can Janarian Grant play quarterback at all, Coach O'Shea? <laughs> well, I mean, you would just, yes, he can throw. And yes, oh. he can run. And yes, he can do whatever. But no, Janarian Grant will not play quarterback for us. 
This one from Cliff uh, says, Coach, does meeting your old team in the Grey Cup hold any special meaning for you? Uh, no. None whatsoever? <laughs> no. Um, it's, um, you know, I, it's about people, right? So I, you know, it's about the guys. When, you're, when you played, it's about the guys you play with. Right, so they're not there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's different. It's different. All right. Let's welcome in Daniel, who's been patient with us on the phone line. Daniel, thanks for hanging around. Your question for the head coach? Oh, well, I was just wondering, when do you guys leave for Regina? And um, do you have uh, more than one practice there prior to the game? And I don't know if this question applies, but if you... Um, what, who, who, is there someone who films the practice? Because I understood that, um, when you go away, when you're, uh, playing, let's say you're playing Calgary, then Calgary is responsible for filming the game and for filming your practices and giving you that film. And, uh, what's the format for a game like this? Um, Cause Re- Regina's team's not going to be there. All right. Well, Daniel, let's 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 start from the top there. Coach, uh, traveling to Regina and practicing in Regina during Grey Cup Week. Grey Cup Week, you're you're the teams are supposed to be in the city tomorrow night, basically, uh, and start the media process. And then you have your regular week of practices. Um, they're film. We bring our own filmers. We would never have a person from another team film us. Um, you know, you want to keep your practice film private. Um, yeah, and then in terms of the format, I'm not sure of that question. So, well, dur- during regular season, do you and you're playing away? Do you still bring your own people to film your practices? Mm. No, because you only travel the day before the game. Uh, you play the game and you fly home. So, yes, for games because that film can be seen by everyone anyway, uh, the home team has to film uh, the games. They send it to a server at the CFL uh, head office, and then all the other teams can pluck the film off the server and use it to study. So once again, game films on TV anyway, so it's not private. So all the teams have access to it. It's part of the competition bylaws of the league that you have to provide access to this film but practice film is not shared whatsoever okay well thanks for making yourself available and uh boy thank you thank you thank you for putting winnipeg back on the map and uh, i wish you good luck but i don't think you need it Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Daniel, thanks for being with us. Thanks for your call. Coach, sure. when, when you talk about uh, the games being filmed by the home team, uh, when that's what people refer to as like the all 24 and I guess uh, the end line or the inline video. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, well, yeah, there's different ways to talk about it. There's always basically three cameras. Um, there's an end zone camera, a sideline camera and this all 24 that you talk about the all 24 is um used by the command center also and we use it on our uh, ipads on the sideline 
So um, the All-24 is fairly recent in terms of the last decade or however long we've been using it, probably yeah. within the last decade. But this end zone and sideline tape is called intercut. So you you take the same play and you provide two different views. Then you go to the next play and you provide two different views. You go to the next play, you provide two different views. So you can watch the play from a, a, a bigger perspective, taking into account all the receivers and DBs. And then the side, the end zone copy, you can look at the tight line play to see the O-line and D-line and the quarterbacks work and the running backs work. Yeah, when you get a chance to see them, even if you if you don't necessarily know everything you're looking at, they, you realize they show so much more than we're able to see uh, when we're at home watching a TV. Yeah, the TV just follows the ball. You can't get a good call. Hello? Oh, sorry, Stanley. Hello? Let's give uh, Coach O'Shea just finished up a question. Sorry, Coach, about the TV angles. Yeah, it just, once again, it follows the ball, so you don't get a true picture of what teams are trying to do. Um, that's why... I think fans would be um, really disappointed with uh, the football that we watch, that we study. Yeah. Just not the entertainment value is not there, but for us, all the information's there. All right. Let's now welcome in Stanley. Sorry, I got you on the button a little early. Thanks for your call. Uh, your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea? Uh, yeah, Coach. Uh... And all other coaches alike in the CFL are at the mercy of the uh, uh, of TSN providing the proper video feed if there's a coach's challenge. And when I say you're at the mercy, uh, I I I saw in that game that you had a challenge, and the challenge was overturned, and uh, I question. Why was it overturned? And I still shake my head and scratch my head about it. And I and I still say this: you, as a coach, and all other coaches in the CFL, we are at the mercy of C of of TSN providing the proper video feed so that you could have a good call. And all it takes is one scrupulous individual working at TSN that doesn't does not provide all the video feed and the video footage, and you can't have a proper call. And I still question this to the, to this very day about TSN. Do they do a proper job in providing all the uh, footage, the video footage? Yes or no? Well, I certainly think they try. I, you know, I would never uh, begin to think that they would be doing something unscrupulous uh, and and working against a particular team. You know, I I think they there are certain points in the game where they don't have cameras on on certain things. They're off doing other broadcast material for the benefit of the fans or for to you know. Uh, liven up the broadcast right so yeah we are at the mercy if there isn't a, a replay available or a certain angle available well, then that's that's the case so sometimes you hold your challenge waiting for a specific angle sometimes you just go with your gut but you know um it has happened both ways for me all right stanley thank you so much for your call appreciate you want to squeeze in brian before we hit the end of the show brian uh, your question for the head coach mike o'shea Hi, guys. I have a question for each of you. Uh, first one for you, Mike. I find it interesting that this is the first time that the bomb, Bombers are going to get to play on the 
Uh, the thing I'm having problems with the phone here, I'll, I'll keep on going. Um, uh, first time you're playing your Argos and you're playing against your team that you played your most career, so I find it interesting. I was wondering, are, are we the home team, and what's the chances of us getting the weight jerseys again? Uh, we are the home team, and we just uh, I think we just announced that we will wear the whites. Okay, that's great. Uh, and, Derek, last week I heard you. I wasn't going to call in today, but you were mentioning that you didn't like the Rouge. What do you have against the Rouge? Because I think that's an interesting thing about the CFL as well. Like the mid- Get him, Brian. Get him, Brian. <laughs> uh, Brian, I perceive the Rouge. Uh, it was What a game this year was won on a missed field goal. And that seems very wrong to me. The thought that kicking the ball over the back line is enough to get you a point to win a football game, winning through failure just strikes me as very wrong. I still find it very interesting more. Like, like this NFL wouldn't do stuff like that, but I find it more interesting. Oh, it's it, it makes it interesting. Let's not kid ourselves. But I, I just I just it's one of those things that gets me, and especially when it decides a hard-fought football game. Hey, let's blow it through the end zone instead of kicking it through the uprights. I, I kind of want, I feel it kind of detracts from the skill of the game, but that's uh, that's for another day. Coach O'Shea will vehemently disagree with that, but uh, uh, Coach, can you believe 57 minutes and not one person asked you about Mark Leggio? Look at what we've done here. <laughs> Perfect. The call's <laughs> over. We'll see you, Derek. <laughs> Mike, Mike, thank you so much. We'll see you in Regina on, uh, well, tomorrow. I can't wait to uh, see you guys chase the Grey Cup here in 2022. Excellent. We'll see you there. All right. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Thank you so much for being with us, for all your texts and all your calls. The Grey Cup, we will carry it for you on Sunday. We'll have a pre- and post-game show live from Regina, and Coach O'Shea will be back hopefully with another great cup title next Tuesday. There'll be a Jets game on Monday. The coaches show, the final coaches show of the year will be Tuesday right here on 680 CJOB.